0: Live from Philadelphia, you're listening to Queerona, where three gay friends, each professors, creatives, and weirdos, talk with other queer and queer-adjacent creatives and personalities about anything they damn well like, from 80s pop culture to hypnotic sex practices, all while we're experiencing the COVID-19 pandemic. Season one of Queerona was recorded between March 15th and May 15th of 2020. So now, lean back, relax, and enjoy. Well, hello. Um, My name's Matt, and you're listening to Queerona. Queerona is uh, kind of a podcast, a storytelling session, a moment in time where we're gonna meet with and talk to Gay voices, queer voices, lesbian, bisexual, transgendered, intersexual voices in the community. We're going to listen to them and find out what it's like to now live with Corona. Along on this journey with me are George and Philip. George and Philip,
1: please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm <laughs> Philip. <laughs> and hi, I'm George. And we're excited to meet with Matt and our various exciting guests, like our first guest, Danny Capello, bartender and visual artist and local celebrity in Philadelphia, and discuss various things with him, ranging from lube application to how to make art in this crazy time. Tonight's Episode is sponsored by Sable Co. Do you know any old, rundown properties that need fixing? Then you should contact Sable Co. That's their specialty. When they're not controlling oil tankers off the coast of Africa, they're tearing down old, dilapidated structures, much like yourself. Sable Co. Danny Capello you are a not only a visual artist but you also work as a bartender in a well-known gay bar in Philadelphia
2: yeah for 10 years actually My this this April would be sorry March would be is my 10th year at Tavern and U Bar
1: that's a considerable amount of time
2: yeah it sure, sure is yeah it is it just
1: happened I mean I wasn't planning on that so we are talking to different people about, you know, how they're experiencing this sort of period of isolation, um, how it's affected you both as an artist, what, for you personally, and we're just like, you know, collecting voices about these, this experience and talking about random things in Philadelphia, like various kinds of lube.
2: You know what you do? You go to uh, Williams and Sonoma and you buy the... Um, the soap dispenser that has an, uh, like a sensor. So like, you just put your lube in that and then you just put your hand under it. You don't have to touch the bottle. So the bottle never gets lube all over it. Oh my God. I, mean, I, I don't, I've never, I don't have that, but I've heard that's a good idea.
1: The EC Gourmet Whip. These are used in professional avant-garde kitchens around the world. And you may have even seen them on your favorite reality cooking show. It's so easy to use at home and adds so much great flavor in so many new ways.
3: <laughs> that sounds bougie.
2: That was very complicated. I
1: don't think that's bougie. I think that's What's complicated? You go to,
2: have, Sonoma? The complicated part is going to Williams and Sonoma and telling the people who work there that you're going to buy their um, hand lotion pump for lube. But you don't tell them that.
3: Does this work yeah. with all kinds of lube? <laughs> Boy butter and... <laughs>
1: Or is it better for the <laughs> I I feel like that's blue. that's too thick. You need like a silicone or water based lube. Yeah, the yeah, silicone. Oh yeah, water. but I don't
2: think boy butter would work for sure. Here's an oversight. Why doesn't why isn't boy butter sold as like sticks? Like butter, like sticks of butter. That would be hilarious.
0: Yes. Oh, uh,
1: really cute. Hello, how are you? I am fine. Who is he? He's parquet Paré. Excuse me, but I think you are parquet Paré. He He's not parquet? I think so. Pare taste. It's smooth. Creamy. He's butter. Parquet. Ah, it's okay. He's nice. All right. Parquet margarine from Kraft. The flavor says. Pare.
3: That's an opportunity for William Sonoma. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Williamson never could sell the butter plates. It's like a whole thing, they have a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. A little butter yeah. dish, you brought your
2: little butter dish out, like from the fine china? Yeah. yeah, 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 with like
0: serving silverware, I think, like a right. nice little butter <laughs> knife. me? <laughs> Clink. Yeah, just to rub on your, and you'd have to have something for, you know, the penis and something for the butthole, and maybe a finger too, you know, something
1: for everything. <laughs> you could also have like the little packaging of butter like it, it could be like travel lube
2: oh yeah like you get at the hotel like hotel butter
0: uh, yeah uh, yeah like you get yeah. like with um, your uh, rolls yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah would you have a margarine then is there a margarine
1: <laughs> it's the, well, uh, the tra- the travel boy i butter. can't believe it's not
3: butter lube <laughs> yes yeah but it's like butter but it's not butter Oh, I really? have in a pinch used butter as lube. You I have. can't believe it's not lube. <laughs> <laughs> it's not butter or
1: lube. <laughs> I heard about someone that used a Pam cooking spray and a Ziploc bag.
3: If it's the person I'm thinking of, wasn't it um, the cling wrap or whatever? Yeah, What's no, it was, uh, we actually all, all of us know who these people are. Instead of the Ziploc bag, I think it was like the cling paper. Cling film, right.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah. Well, I, same, I mean, same idea.
1: Apparently,
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I've heard this. Now that you mention it, I've heard this before. I <laughs> might have you told you this. famous. <laughs> no, I don't think it was you. That's oh. how pervasive this is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, Continue, they, please. They wanted to stay protected, <laughs> so they used a Ziploc bag and Pam cooking spray. Okay. Okay. And fucked gotcha. in the kitchen. That, I mean, no, I don't, I don't.
2: That, inappropriate, that could be painful. There's nothing about that that's appropriate. Oh my God, that's terrible. And that's, that's what you fix to have standards, come on.
1: It, it goes to show you like who we're talking about. It seems chemically, yeah. Yeah, it was that's Love, I think. And you really love Love. No, that's
2: love. the opposite of Love. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I completely agree with Danny. That is desperation. <laughs>
3: Is there no butter
1: in the house? <laughs> I personally have found that it's like, and I don't know about the rest of you guys, that having more time doesn't really mean that I'm more productive.
2: I mean, to me, the only thing it ac- it helps me with is that it gives me, I need a lot of mental, sp- physical and mental space to make, to work like to really be productive. I'm not a productive, I'm not a super productive person and I'm also not, my work, my visual art is often very labor intensive. The extra space that it affords, I think helps me. But when I go to my studio, I don't really spend more than three or four hours there. Like I'm not, I don't go there for like eight hours at a clip. I just can't focus them. So basically what this sort of forced hiatus from bartending gives me is the opportunity to work more frequently during the week, not necessarily for longer hours. I I can't just bluff my way through it. So I have to work within my, within my parameters. Otherwise I get nothing done. You know, like I said, I'm not super, I don't know if I wouldn't, I wouldn't say productive. I'm productive, but I'm not, I don't make a lot of work. I do a lot of busy work. Like for example, I've been working on, I wanted to create a series of drawings slash paintings that because I, I'm, I'm losing my studio um in a, in at the end of april so i have to move and it's it's a significant expense for me you know i mean i i make a i make a good living as a bartender but it's still a lot of extra money for me to rent a studio every month i have this goal sort of at the end of april to create just like a couple of objects images that i really like that are sort of like my like swan song for that studio space they're these very like Typical of me, hard edge, geometric pieces. I use a computer to reproduce my patterns often, but in this case I'm doing it all by hand. So, uh, I'm literally like hand drawing, you know, I think I I counted today 255 straight lines just to create this one, you know, sort of like all over pattern that's going on this piece of watercolor paper. So, I've done that over and over for the past four weeks and have not come up with a piece that I like. I work, but I don't complete things. I just sort of like, it's a better practice for me.
1: Do you, do you feel this pressure? I know that for me, like, because I'm working on an album, that I suddenly feel this pressure to somehow comment on what's going on around me now. Just like,
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I felt that when Trump was elected president, I've never felt, a moment of more like artistic exhaustion like i felt like everything i felt like everything that i they had done just didn't wasn't worth shit and it motivated me to do a more political piece which is not my not really in my wheelhouse but um i think that the most important thing that artists do is respond to the world around them now the reality is, is that the work i'm doing right now is very formalist it's it's Really about line and structure and composition. That doesn't mean that it happens in a vacuum. I think that the isolation that we're feeling is definitely reflected in my artwork. I I sort of, as a as an artist, like get get off on isolation a little bit. But I think that, like you, you know, the act of making art in a time of crisis is is political in its own way. Do you
1: find I don't know about The three of you, well, but for me, everyone that has ever, um, that I've had sex with in the past year and a half has contacted me for sex in the past week. I'm going to say no. No.
0: George, has anyone said yes to that
1: question? (laughs) I've only asked the three of you.
3: I think you've had sex with more different people, so you seem to have more of a...
0: I've
2: had four different people.
3: Okay, and they're not. How do you that? To...
0: I can't tell if it's a if it's a it's a qualitative or a quantitative question. Is it about the quality of the people, or is it
2: about the quantity of the people? Is this whole moment a reckoning with the gay community? Yeah. In terms of like, we've we've learned this lesson the hard way in the eighties. Are we gonna just keep our hands off each other for two weeks? <laughs> it's difficult. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not answering. I'm just. I'm
0: just question. <laughs> wow! Wow, that's an interesting parallel to make. Yeah. Are you, are you Are you making a parallel between this viral epidemic and the AIDS crisis?
2: I I am. I am merely saying that. We have to change our behavior in the oh. in a, in the same in the same way. Not in the same way, but we have to change our behavior just as we did then.
3: Wow did, did you did get a you sense? I wonder if you got a sense on the weekend because you were still open last weekend, right? Yeah. Uh
2: huh. What, what happened
3: you, with? I just wonder if you got a sense of people like talking about this or planning this. Yeah,
2: and- I felt like the people that were out. Were the people, the trashy people, with a complete disregard for human life?
0: <laughs> Those were the people that were
2: out. Absolutely. Yeah. Like here I am, like a like a bartender, and I'm like uh, shitty insurance that I pay for myself. You know, no no uh, employer based benefits, um, no paid time off. And here these people, and I'm and I'm grateful for like a crowd of people to serve and make money. You know. Yeah. But then I'm like. You assholes just don't care if I get sick. Like you don't care. That's yeah. why you're here. Um, yeah, it's a complicated issue, but um, I did feel to a degree that people were not being—they weren't being cautious. That's for sure. They wanted to party. They wanted things to stay the same, and that's not how it works. How, was that to say, How did you? How
0: were your um, colleagues and coworkers? Did was there a, a sense of like? I felt like with some people I knew, there was really, like, such a sense of dread. They were yeah. in
2: denial. Like, no, they were just in denial. No, I think we were, like, okay, well, I'm probably not going to see you in a couple of days. Because we yeah. knew we were being shut down. We sort of were aware of the of the fragility of our position. Like, that there's nobody really looking out for us. there, And there isn't, you know? I mean, it's not yeah. an industry with a union. It's just not. So we were aware that we were vulnerable and um, I definitely don't want to trash talk my employer. Like I'm actually very grateful for the people that I work for in a lot of ways. They do things that other bar owners don't in terms of loyalty, in terms of, you know, offering assistance when it's needed, but the industry at large is exploitive, you know, you're paying someone, you're paying someone $4 an hour to, in, in hopes that they're the people that, serve, that, that they're serving will tip them and make up the difference so that they have a, they can buy health insurance. Like, we're relying a lot on people's goodwill. Right. I've always
1: felt that. It's not dependable.
2: It's not. It, it, it ha- I mean, it's been dependable enough for me to make a career out of it, you know? Right. But I thought I had a great gig, and then this happened, and I'm like, shit. Like, wh- I'm not worried about not going back to work in four weeks. Like, I could live through that. Like if that's what it comes down to, I'm yeah. worried about what if I go back to work and they're like, okay, well now there's a curfew or now we're limiting the number of people that come into in the bar or, you know, any one of those options that change, the, change my, my career in the long term that I have to adapt to, that's, that makes me nervous.
0: But I, I think you're going to see some people who are not going to come back to the industry and if they come back to the industry, not in the same way, right? Like, totally, totally. You might, you might say, you know what, I'm going to get a job at the Sheridan or, yeah. you know, no, I'm going to go to Chauncey McCoolahan's or, or, you know, nope, I'm not, I'm out. I'm going to retail yeah. or I'm only doing my art or I'm teaching or
2: anything. Right. I totally, I totally agree with that. And I, I think that uh, we've always said, I, I work with a tightly knit um, group of career bartenders, most of yeah. which have been doing it for more than five years. And, We've always had the joke that like, well, you know, if you, could, if you could manage to not snort or drink all of your tips, then it's a good career. And yeah. that's
3: what it comes out to. If getting high is getting happy, then there are two sorts of happiness. The real thing that comes from inside you, an artificial happiness that comes from outside you, from doing drugs, real inside happiness it's when you feel good about doing something that takes a lot of effort, winning a race, or scoring a goal, playing the guitar, building a treehouse, or acting in a play, or getting good grades.
2: I, if you you should have been preparing all this time because nobody else is looking out for you. You know, your employer wasn't putting away you know money for you to have paid sick time. You had to make sure you had that buffer. Now yeah. I have that buffer so I'm not like in a position where like oh my god where's the next meal coming from I have a little cushion I have a little savings account I ha- and I have a great support system so I'm not but there's a lot of
1: people that are, mm-hmm. that are fucked I imagine there's a lot of people that are fucked I felt like my um, when I was working at the last drop my tips really depended on like my vibe and like what I wanted to do that day mm. yeah and the music yes. you played. And the music I played, and, like, if I decided to hold a knife in my hand while, <laughs> while asking them what they <laughs> wanted. Well,
2: <laughs> I, I've, I've cultivated a brand of misery where, like, people come to see that miserable show. So when I'm feeling my worst, it just plays into what people expect from me.
1: Yeah, Maybe? I feel like you have that persona already <laughs> of, like, yeah. a little element of, of aloofness and danger. People <laughs> love... People love to be abused. I believe that. Um, I want to ask you a question. What is your fitness routine now that you're in your home? Fucked up, right? Because I keep saying to myself, like, like I,
2: I've I've always worked out, but now that I'm 40 and still working in the neighborhood, I feel this immense pressure to look like. So I I, I might as well get bigger, and I am a five day a week gym goer like no almost no matter what. So now I'm I really feel like I feel a little boxed in. So today I forced myself to go for a run. I mean I don't know what else to do. Like I, I don't have you know we don't have a gym at home so I guess I'm gonna try to try to stay lean instead of you know I don't know what else to do. I really instead don't
3: know what, it's
1: well it's hard.
3: Well, here we can see inside this car. It's beautiful inside and out. Very beautiful like me <laughs> uh, but it's also very powerful and strong i think i like everything in my life uh, to be strong my dog is strong i'm strong mentally and physically so let's go see more about my
1: life you can help support Quirona podcast by sponsoring us on patreon Go to patreon.com slash where there are several tiers of support where you can assist us with our production and bringing new voices for season two of Queerona. There are three tiers of support. (laughs) Oh my God, what are you doing? There are four tiers of support for Queerona. Our first tier is a $15 shout out. Our second tier gives you all access to all of season one immediately at $40. At $50, dollars you receive that plus the shout out and... For those who really want to support us, you can get a luxury t-shirt designed by collage artist, Toby Celery for $100. So I believe that we should all watch Atomic by Blondie, the music video. This very poke apocalyptic Apocalypse. music, music a la apocalyptic. I know. I know I'm referring to LaShawn Beyond. If you watched RuPaul's Drag Race, you'd know that. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> you'd know that a reference.
0: So Ru tells us that we have to
1: make a post apocalyptic outfit. And I don't know what that means. So um, <laughs> they're like at the end of the world dressed in trash bags and partying. And while it's a different kind of ap- apocalypse, I think that it pertains in the glamour, and I feel like people should dress more like Debbie Harry during these times. Wow, amazing.
0: That's really powerful and thoughtful.
1: Philip? Um, I'm
3: going to look at the bookcase and suggest that everyone check out this book <laughs> called oh, oh Wow. By <laughs> oh, my friend Alex Carver but it's about a guy and the the extent that he would go to, to con people and lie to people to put on a play to meet a girl. I think it's like, you know, there's so much madcap and so many people, and it's really weird when you're kind of alone or almost alone. Thinking about that, plus there's a, the character's best friend is this gay character who's like this weird, he modeled it, it's like a weird combination of George and myself where he hmm. created this, this character. I love that. If no other reason, read it for this weird gay character who's like kind of a listener, but also wears Vivian Westwood bathrobes.
1: Wow. Yes. Wow. If you want to read a character that's a weird version of me and Philip, then check out Oh Jackie.
0: <laughs> it sounds great. So for uh, media that I suggest people consume is um, actually a new social app It's not really new. It's a little dated, but it's called Marco Polo. Have you ever heard of it? No. No, No. I encourage you to download it and experiment with it. It's like video texting. So you can create short little videos. I mean, it's basically kind of like a more tame adult and and public version of Snapchat, kind of. Okay. More dignified. more dignified. It has <laughs> more digni- how there's long d- how
3: how long are the videos? Yeah, as long as you want.
0: It's and you can also include other people, you can make smaller groups, there's little sound effects. It just and it's it's kinda like a little hokey pokey, but while you're trapped at home and you want to communicate with, you know, your family or your cousin Myrtle or whoever, it's it's a little delightful. I'm intrigued, I'm gonna check this out. Yeah, I'm on it, feel free to send me a video. I mean, especially now that we're starting to get more and more into video, I think in the same way that we have a bunch of services that are text-based, like we'll text people or we'll slide into DMs or we'll email. You know, we do a lot of texting or like we do a lot of textual communications. I think now that we're Zooming more, we're gonna see more audio and video communications like this.
1: Yeah. I've been doing a lot of sext um skyping.
0: Sexting. Sky, skype, skype
1: skanking? No, that's something else. Skanking. Skanking. <laughs> skanking. In nineteen
3: ninety-five, some ten million people regularly used the internet. What's attracted many of them is the world wide web with its proliferation of special interest truck stops called websites and the arrival of network browser programs to make the whole thing, if not idiot proof, at least user friendly.
0: What were the what's the French word Portmanu or Portonieu? How do you say that? Portmon Work, put dude. That's when you merge two words. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. yeah.
2: It's, it's named for a, a piece of furniture,
1: actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what would the Skype and sex be? Hmm.
1: I had it when, you know, when I came up with one for uh, meeting people on Craigslist that you fall in love with. Craigslust. <laughs> <Well>, Craigslust? <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to fall in love with You're not just sex, you mean, like, fall in love. Well, is there a difference between love and lust?
0: <laughs> I think Philip yeah. laughs at you like you have no idea. <laughs> oh, Philip laughs at you like you've never known either.
3: <laughs> you call, you your life partner on Craigslist. <laughs> What's
1: the name for that?
0: <laughs> I met you on
1: Nerve.com. Nerve? Nerve. Nerve. I don't know what that is. What was that? What? I,
3: well, you found it through a different way. I saw profiles on Philly.com. Used to have profiles Philly. in the early 2000s. The, the aughts. And I, that's where I saw this character who was doing a weird photo. <laughs>
1: I was intrigued. And you said,
0: that one's for me. Then
1: I picked that one. Yes. <laughs> he wrote me 10 different reasons why I should write him back which I was very impressed by. Oh, wow. Were they good reasons? Yeah. they were. I'm a good
3: writer. writer. It (laughs) was one of the reasons. Did you keep the list?
1: Uh, Maybe I have it on Yahoo. It's
2: it's not in your Lisa Frank scrapbook.
1: (laughs) It might be. It is that old, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Danny what's what's your one thing that you find uh, that you think we should check out I was going to be ironic but I'm just going to be
2: serious because this is something um, that I've been listening to um, one of my favorite works of music Um, it's called uh, Music for 18 Musicians by Steve Reich a um, minimalist composer, he's still alive, um, yeah. but his, sort of his. this piece of music was written in the late 70s, early 80s. And uh, I feel like since we have, one of the great things about what we're going through is that you have an opportunity to be bored. I think really great art sometimes comes out of being bored. And this is like a very expansive, non-linear sort of like musical piece that I think if you have, like, time to just, I mean, even even if you're putting it on the background while you're cleaning the stove, it's it's amazing. It's so cool. It sounds like nothing else. Huge fan of electronic music, and it is like this, it, it sounds as fresh now or more, even, maybe even more so than it did then. I, I think it's absolutely amazing. So Steve Reich, Music for 18 Musicians.
1: That's a great selection. There's something, to, you're completely right that there's something about the time that we have now that we can actually digest these things that we're we're so used to like, not even buying an album anymore and listening to a three minute pop song, but to like embrace these sort of postmodern, minimalist, beautiful, like challenging things like that.
2: Yeah, like let's be bored and like, you know, maybe listen to something that is not immediately palatable. I think that's, I think that's great. That's a great motto, be bored. Be bored, absolutely. Yeah, great
0: advice for everyone. Find some time to be bored.
3: Yeah. yeah. Be bored better.
1: There's a good way to be bored. Yeah. Bored to be best. <laughs> like Melania Trump, be best, be bored. Be best. So we're, re- re-
0: we're rebranding boredom.
1: Yes. <laughs> for the millennials.
0: <laughs> we'll yeah. Tell boredom to people. Because they need to yeah. learn how to be bored. Please be bored.
3: <laughs> yeah, what do <are> you do with a helicopter parent and now there's they can't even leave the house. Right. Yeah, well, this yeah,
0: it'll be yeah,
1: crazy, right? Crazy. Well, we wanna thank Danny Capello for coming on today. Our thank first. you. Wow. Thank, you. thank uh, you. I am totally I am totally honored. Thank you so much. It made me feel good. Well, we feel better with all of this advice and information. <laughs> Insight, glamour, and mystery. <laughs> thank you to all our listeners, our new listeners. <laughs> we want to say thank you for listening to Gay Rona. Queer
3: Queerona.
1: <laughs> Queerona. That's right. And we will be back with another episode soon. <laughs> Can't wait. You have
3: been listening to Queerona. Queerona was hosted by George Alley, Matthew Ray, and Philip Moore. Editing by Paul Schuller. Theme song, Undivided Attention, by George Alley, available on iTunes. To support Queerona, please go to patreon.com backslash queerona. Queerona is available on iTunes, automatic.com.